Sports listeners, I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This will allow of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. I love it looking across. I see Dominique Hackett. All smiles. Big happy girl. Good morning, Erica. How you doing, Dominique? <laughs> What's up? What lots, say you? Lots, lots of things. Yeah? We are getting ready to celebrate at the Braille Institute a hundred years. We love Braille. Oh. We love Braille. Is it just Braille now? I saw the invite and it just had well, Braille dot on it. So uh, I don't see... So what does that mean? Yeah, so it, it's Braille the, the Braille dot. Institute, which it has satellite offices uh, all over California, including Santa Barbara, but the main branch is in Los Angeles. And in Santa Barbara, on the 27th, um, you can go on their website and you can RSVP to come to a free event. Free. Free. Free to food? To the community. Free, free event. Yes. Lunch. D. Yeah. Lunch. Yeah. And what they're, hey. what they're trying to do is um, explain to our community all of the visually impaired services that they offer. So you don't have to be blind in order to make use of the services at the Braille Institute. So well, it's I went really to the wonderful. last volunteer because you invited through you, so that was really awesome. Let me tell you something. Five-star event. Best coffee, Italian. <laughs> Best food. And what's that via via what's that via maestro? maestro? Oh yeah, <laughs> and they they serve you in these cute little dishes. And I asked for multiple dishes because I'm like, can I? Are you going to come back around again? That was an was honoring so of volunteers. Yes, that was awesome. I, uh, I I would consider Braille to be a language. I realize that it is converting the English language characters in this case into braille in the six dot system but i have a slogan for you braille the bumpy language <laughs> yeah it's funny that's so funny that's cute <laughs> um so you just finished a big project for red cross yes and we're hoping to have the red cross on to oh, the radio show yes very soon, very soon. We're, gonna, so, we're giving actually the red cross a seat in the house excellent yes. yeah yes. we got to give red cross yes and i love that because we, we got to be talking we got to bring up safety and we're blessed today we've got anthony rodriguez is in the house safety king so we're going to get to him around but um uh, maybe you know I don't. We'll talk to Anthony if he needs it done in Braille as well. You know yeah, what you so did. Well, what? Real quick. Yeah. What, what the Braille? Uh, what the Braille Institute? Uh, what we did for the Red Cross is the Red Cross is in charge of all of our pretty much all of our disaster shelters when when there is is a disaster like what's happening up in Ridgecrest right now, and um, when they get ready for the shelter, they put together instruction manuals in so many different languages. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's amazing. So that anyone of any nationality, of any language pretty much, will be able to find a language that they could read the instructions and help participate in getting the shelter to function properly. And they have included our visually impaired citizens by creating the, uh, um, we helped create a manual of shelter instructions in Braille. So you such a wee wee person, but Dominique, <laughs> you put so many hours into that because I was a part, I was a witness to that. And I love what you did. Um, you added sighted. So it, yeah. uh, many times when you pick up a Braille book, you you ha- you can feel the embossing, but if you're not familiar with Braille, you're unable to read it. So what we did was we made sure to include the English and a sighted printout so that anyone could actually read and make use of the book. And in this particular case, we did Braille it in English. Um, eventually, we would love to Braille it in other languages as well. Awesome. Would you please, before we move on, give us a brief history of 
Braille's creation? Uh, sure. Do you want me to catch that now or, or catch it after we yeah. say it right yeah. now? Okay. Yeah. So Braille's creation happened literally back during the time of Napoleon. Um, he had one of his generals, he gave him the order of, I want to be able to talk to my soldiers in the dark where they don't have to turn on a light. So they created a Braille code that had 12 dots to it. Ooh. And it didn't work very well. And it's very hard and cumbersome to remember and so forth. So that general went to the, the Royal Academy for, uh, for blind students students and he brought his problem to them and there was a young boy i think he was 13 or 14 years old at the time joe dot louis braille <laughs> i don't know his name was what's his name <laughs> louis braille was it yes was really louis braille yes a cool yes, story Go yes ahead. and this this uh young man uh by the time he was 15 he cracked the code. He created a code using six dots because mm. that was easier for your fingers to read over six dots. Mm. And he put the French language into Braille. And so at that time, French was not using the letter W. So the letter W got la- got added later because uh, the French... The Chinese took it. It's Huawei, right? <laughs> right, Ed? Yeah, Ed? Got, got it. Sorry. Um, so, oh, does but it? The, the, the use of this code, it, it was hard to get people to understand how important it was for a blind person to be able to do this and how much easier it was to actually learn this code. And there have been many times during the history of um, making it so that visually impaired people are literate, meaning you know how to spell, you know all the parts of speech, um, so writing, participating in writing. A lot of people tried to make it so that it was a larger raised uh, uh, English alphabet that we're all familiar with, but eventually, by pretty much the 20s, 30s, 40s, people realized, yes, the Braille code is the easiest thing to learn and memorize for someone who's visually impaired. Nice. And one final question. Have you ever watched an extremely proficient Braille reader read Braille? It is absolutely unbelievable. Well, so what you're seeing there is the student knows grade two Braille, which is literally contracted, and they have memorized hundreds of words such that all they need are one or two letters, and they know what the word is. So, and and they are zipping along and reading as fast to you from Braille as you would read, uh, you know, as sighted person reads English. So, you know, we brought this up real fast, not to zing around, but... Um, how advanced I think this are the this generation that's here the kindergartens the first graders, um, and I've always said to you I've always thought it'd be great having ADHD and growing up or maybe if you has Alexa so just learn a little different. So if you learned how to sign in Braille and alphabet, I mean, don't you think that as would be a, a young child? Yeah. It, it would make you well. We hope it would make you more empathetic for people with various disabilities, and it would also give you a better grasp of language because I'm being forced to learn phonics because I learned sight reading. And now that I'm um, helping students with Braille, we have to sound out the word. So I'm, I'm having to relearn phonics. So yeah, I think that learning Braille would be an excellent addition to our educational platform. When I was a kid, my mom made me learn sign language. Nice. When I was super young. Well, she's advanced. She's in 560 in a 3D world. I love you, mother. You know that. You know, she's all there. All that. What? What did people? What is she saying? What? Five who? Uh, no. Huh? 5G? No, I don't know. What are we talking about? Ed Langlow's in the house. Put you, we love our Ed. Thank you. Thank How are you doing, Ed? Very good. 
How are you doing? I'm doing good. Any good. any any Elks uh, things that we need to be up for? Uh, the Groovin' in the Grove Car Show, which is a fundraiser for our local veterans, coming up on the 27th. Nice. We have some... So when does that start? Because I want to get free lunch at Braille. You know, the Braille. That's the 27th. Uh-huh. So is that Braille... Dominique is on the 27th. Oh, really? Yeah, so oh. I think we can groove in the Grove after we get free barbecue. <laughs> is, <laughs> it, is the food over at Groovin' in the Grove? Is it, oh, yeah. is it free? Barbecue tried to... Is it oh, you got to pay, though. Oh, yeah, you have to you pay. Gotta pay. You well, have to pay. Well, what we could do is we all could go to... Gra- it's well, a there's, I know. Okay, we could throw a couple... don't necessarily need to eat to give money away for the sh- fun. The show is free. Exactly. Everything else is... That's it. So, I don't so, know. Yeah, Mona, it, are you going to be going with me? Mona Mott Wild's in the house. Woo! She don't know. Sure. She's got... What? You don't, you're not doing anything on that day. <laughs> I think we need to go visit Braille. Yeah, I'm happy to go with you. Yeah, I know. I think we should go visit Braille, all of us. Anthony, you're not doing anything. Anthony Rodriguez isn't doing anything. You're in the house. we got to get some food in you. Okay, free. All right? You could, you could wait online while we go get the drinks. That coffee's <laughs> outstanding. And then we could groove in the Grove. All right, you like to grieve? You, you got you got a mic here because you, you're allowed to use it because you're oh, a co-host. Okay, <laughs> you're good. All right, good. So, how much money we want to raise that day? Huh? Well, we got to switch it around. No. Here we're going to switch. This okay. We're having technical difficulty. You should see us spinning these mics around. They're awesome. How much? How much money is a is a is a this thing? They're going to be. It's hard to say. We last year, I believe, we raised about fifteen thousand dollars for the vet. Wow. Those funds go to uh, take a vet to lunch. Oh, uh, Transportation nice. for uh, veterans who don't because there is not a vet a vet's hospital, a VA hospital in right. Santa Barbara. There are medical clinics, but if they need a, uh, a hospital, they, they need to go north. So uh, we provide transportation nice. for them as well. So to this go is a car show in essence, it and it's with a, the motorcycles and everything else that's going to be It's a classic car, vintage classic. travel trailer, and antique motorcycle. Nice. We also have uh, a recent entry, which is a, a just-completed Bonneville Streamliner. Wow. It's a 400-mile-an-hour streamliner. It's wow. just being completed as as we speak here. Wow. They're putting the graphics on the car. It will be debuted at the show. It's 37 feet long. Wow. Wow. You should. We should call up Michelle Myring and see if we can get their car in it. You know, that, um, what is it? It's drag, right? Drag. drag. The drag car. It's not a classic, but, I mean, it's a pretty tricked-out car. No, but there is a modified class. If they're interested yeah. in, in bringing a dragster out, we yeah. have a class called Modified. Modified, yeah. and pretty much anything goes. So mm-hmm. there is a hundred and fifty dollar prize for the best modified vehicle at the show. We'll call Michelle. So for th- that'd be awesome. Why? Yeah. I can do it right now. I can text no, her. She I knows can me. get you an entry blank. I probably yeah, have awesome. some in the truck. Michelle Myring, she loves me. <laughs> right. What? Who doesn't love Erica? Is that what everyone's saying right here? Mona loves Erica. Mona. Mona doesn't even have a mic. She smiles and she says, yes, she does. Well, I know Dr. Dale Figtree loves Erica. She's in the house. Put your hands together. Woo! How's Dr. Dale doing? I'm doing great and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, we brought Dr. Dale here today because we're going to talk about something that I've been lacking lately and I don't know why. I think I know why. I've been watching TV at night and I shouldn't do it. You know that my laptop, I'm stuck on um, suits and I don't know why, but I'm just stuck on season three and I'm jonesing on it. So I'm not sleeping. Okay. And I don't know what's going on, but uh, we need to get that. So Dr. Dale's going to talk all about sleep. 
and the importance thereof and and how you can help yourself get the hours that you need. I had no idea you need like six, seven hours to really function. <laughs> I don't think I've had six or seven hours. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that Depends is not exactly true. Okay. It's just not. Okay, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. <laughs> and, and she's going to tell us what the amount of sleep. But So we're going to let everybody take a nap for two minutes or two seconds because we're going to take a little break, all right? But we got a lot of show today. No napping, commercials. That's it. No, no napping. That's right. These are great new commercials as well. Um, but before we check out, I want everybody to give a hand to Something's Good Organic. I get my box every week, and I get the fruit box. And I'm telling you guys... Check it out. It is so glorious because you don't get, for A, A, all organic. B, you don't know what's in the box, so every box is a prize. And it's, oh, my God, I just, I think I ate the whole bag of cherry tomatoes and strawberries yesterday, (laughs) and I didn't even eat dinner. And I was so, and I had to text her. I texted her, these are the best little cherry tomatoes and strawberries I have ever had in my whole life. Am I right? Yeah. I I mean, a lot of us make a promise to ourselves that we'll make it to the farmer's market. If you're not making it to the farmer's market, there is an option. You can participate in the CSA program. And How much is it? I don't even know what we pay. Um, I think for right now we're getting a delivery every other week, and we're getting a juice box. So I'm paying like two hundred and sixty-five dollars over that lasts for two two and a half months. Right. So it's really fantastic. It definitely you crunch the numbers. It definitely works. Yeah, your time, your effort, your energy. I mean, it's it, the box is heaped. Okay, it is packed. So it's just like and when you first get freshly it, like, harvested. Yeah, it's really good. And it's like I say, folks, something's good organic. Let's take a little break. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Stalda, the Queen of Teens. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right, in the house, he's he's like my my brother, whatever. But he's also we're lucky to have in the house again, as I had mentioned, Anthony Rodriguez. In our community, uh, if you all live in Goleta, he's the emergency response coordinator for the all the whole city of Goleta. <laughs> Who knew? So we had these two mini shakers and um, mini shakers. Yeah, mini shakers. I felt them. You know, my all the art on in my dining room, including uh, Mona's wonderful piece, and yours tilted the most because it had a crack in it. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna keep that beautiful piece up there with the crack. Okay. Well, hopefully so, you had that strapped down. Did I, uh, you? No, it's just wait, wait a second. I Uh-oh. just hold on. I, mean, I got a list. I'm getting Look, a little nervous here. You, you should have been paper. painting during that earthquake, and it would have made interesting movements. No, I was watching the all the art <laughs> sway back and forth. Okay, and especially. Mona's one with the crack. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Beautiful piece, by the way. No, I'm not giving it away to anybody because I love this piece. Our, our hearts go out to any victims of the most recent earthquakes right, um, who have suffered, and not only that, they've been experiencing hundreds of aftershocks. Thousands, 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 thousands of aftershocks. Wow, that really puts you into a, a PTSD a, a scenario where you just don't know when the next one's coming. So our hearts go out to everyone who's affected. Mm. Nice. It's not if, but when disaster strikes. Well, 
Okay. Community alert. <laughs> Got That's the coordinator right. here. Absolutely. I have my list. So <laughs> what I, I have done one thing before you hit me with your have you, have you, okay? Because I have taken yeah. all our important information mm-hmm. and secured it. Uh, in a in a notebook, so to speak. So at least we have that. Okay, so so you're not just relying on the internet exactly. for your important internet, information. Yeah, the internet. If the internet, internet drops, the notebook? yeah, I've got the notebook. Okay. So does anybody else have a copy of that notebook? Uh, no. Is there anywhere else that you have that notebook stashed? Besides in the location that you're at. <laughs> so that was a really good question. Like well, see, here you go. And, okay. you know, when it comes to disasters, you have to be try to be prepared for it. Yes, you're never going to be completely prepared for it. But if you prepare just a little bit, it reduces all the stress and it'll allow you to think a lot clearer when the disaster actually strikes. Right. So you have to make sure you mitigate. First thing that you guys got to think about is mitigation. So what is it in my home that I have to get rid of? What is the, What are the things that could fall on me, especially when we're talking about earthquakes? Earthquakes... You know, people think that you got to run out of the building. No, you do not do that. You have to stay right where you're at. I mean, try to get under. It's basically drop cover and hold on, right? Drop cover and hold on. Don't go under uh, the door frame like they used to do. Um, they don't make the buildings the way that they, that they used to. So the best thing to do is drop cover and hold on. And when, you, they, when you drop cover and hold on, you have to curl in as tight as possible because what you're trying to do to protect is your actual organs, your main organs. And, you know... Unfortunately, it is what it is, and, and the impact it can be pretty severe. I mean, it, not just an earthquake. What happens dur- right after an earthquake? Sometimes fire, as we've as we seen at the Ridgecrest fire, um, and, many, and many earthquakes um, previously. And then we got mudslides. And then what happens to our infrastructure? We end up losing gas, you know, electricity. You know, what happens? What's the first thing that you're supposed to do when the electricity goes out? Does anybody know? Turn off the gas line no you gotta eat the ice cream first because then it melts right? <laughs> so you gotta think about that you know it's things are going to happen and like at, during class when i teach class i teach the community emergency response team training um for the city of galita and and for the state and we always forget our routes okay we only have one way two ways in you know if you want to go that way northbound and southbound We've already experienced what happens when the freeway gets shut down. You start going the other way and there's fatalities because people get so overwhelmed and stressed because they're in traffic, then they start going the wrong way. We have to really think about that. You know, where are you going to go? Who's my, who's my contact? Who's my out-of-state contact? And the reason why we say get that out-of-state contact is because phone lines, they're going to go down, right? But if you have an out-of-state, you're more likely to reach the person out-of-state than within the, within the state. I have my brother in Pennsylvania. Ooh, I like that. See, that's a plus. Now, also with phones, texting is the best thing to do. Why? Because if you text somebody, even though it didn't go through that moment, it's going to continue to try to text. And it's going to continue to try to go through until the lines will go up. If you try to call, that's it. It's not going to try to call again. So there's a lot of things that you have to really think about first in your home. Don't put heavy items above your bed because they look beautiful. I know they look beautiful, but it ain't going to look beautiful when it falls on your head, you know, in the middle of the night. Um, and you have to think, it, we don't know when that disaster is going to hit. And so have things right by your bed, a flashlight, sturdy shoes, just in case there's glass that's broken. Um, all those things have to be thought of beforehand and share your communications plan with the people that you live with and with your neighbors, you know, so they they can kind of keep an eye out for you too. Because there's been experiences that, because there's been nosy neighbors, because you know we all have some, um, they've saved some people's lives, and especially a young man that was... uh, 
knocked out because of there is a fire in his home and the nosy neighbor knows exactly what time he comes home what time the parents come home and what time he leaves and she noticed that he hadn't left and the fire department went in and found him unconscious so there's a lot of things that we can do to prepare and you know it, it's really important to, to do that ed ed well what your survival kit consists of depends a lot on individually what are you what do you have where can you put things is this a carryable kit based on the amount of water that you might want to put in this kit if it's in a backpack you're going to carry it that's all going to change so one of the things that uh, you might want to think about is a earthquake survival center do you have a travel trailer do you have a camper they make an excellent place to put your survival kit and at the end of the quake we lose gas, we lose power, we lose all these things. A good camper has propane gas, it has a battery for power, lights, so on, you have a water tank. And that would be, that'd be an excellent survival center to put your things into. Um, some of the things that we don't think about are uh, ferrocium rods. I didn't even know how to pronounce it, I didn't know what it was, so I looked it up. So they are, they are, a, uh, a spark gun, basically. It'd be like if for some of us that remember the old school lighters that would, that would strike the wick, and they will shoot out a spark uh, array up to 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and it will start most things, whether it's damp, whatever it is, it will start them on fire, and they're, they're, they're very reasonable. You can buy them online, 5 or $10. You can buy a ferrocium rod. Um, so, uh, do you have to fuel that? Do you have to? What is yeah, that? No. that one, those come with batteries. You have to have batteries in them. Okay. Yeah. Um, a uh, a tube tent is another thing that uh, that would be a good addition to your survival kit. A whistle, something that most of us don't think about. A survival emergency whistle. If you're trapped or you're somewhere, you're trying to get an ambulance or a fire truck's attention. A, a whistle, small compact thing that you can easily put in your in your kit, um, and 95 dust masks like the one that we use during the fire. You don't really think about well if there's a disaster. What well yeah, but the dust from an earthquake or the dust you might create in searching through the rubble of your house looking for someone, your pets, your loved ones, whatever it might be, a dust mask is a, a real good thing to have. Uh, crank up radio if you don't have power you can get and I have one in my kit to a radio that you can crank up to produce the power that you may That's not awesome. have you can even mm -hmm. charge your cell phone it, by cranking yeah yeah some of them have flashlight built into them uh, or a multi-tool like a Leatherman it's another thing that's small and easy to put in a even a carryable pack Nice. And, and then if you have a stationary, like the, the reason I brought that up is I have a camper in my driveway off the truck, and it would be fine if it were on the truck. That would give you a little mobility to get out of there. If the house is on fire, you, you might want to move your disaster center. Um, but uh, they are they're a real good way to, uh, to put all your things together in one place, your tent, your whatever you think you might want. Nice. Well, we'll talk about how much water we need today and a lot more on safety after these messages.
We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. So, thankfully, we have a, have a PhD of nutrition in the house. And if you had to bring like five or six bags of something to sustain, I mean, I, I need to know what Dr. Del Figtree would recommend in my in my wellness. I'm going to call it a wellness quake kit, mm-hmm. okay? Because I want to stay well, and there's certain things I don't want. Nothing against those bag dehydrated things. It's, I'm sure it's delicious. Oh, no, but we'll not, talk about that, too. Okay, so, Dr. Dale, what would you recommend? Like, say I need a seven days' worth of food, you know, that could sustain itself in my Quake bag. What would you recommend? Okay, uh, this is off the top of my head. Okay. It's the kind of thing I would like to do a little bit more research on, but I nonetheless, know. okay. Um, the first thing that comes to mind are cans of beans, mm-hmm. cooked beans. You get protein, they're filling, they store, you know, indefinitely. Um, nuts are also fantastic protein, <clears throat> you know, to get a bag of nuts that's unopened, I mean, stays fresh. Uh, dried fruit would be absolutely excellent. Um those are the three main things, you know, besides, of course, the obvious thing like, um, you know, water and things like that. But and those. Do you recommend uh, rice or something for carbohydrates? Because I know you're going to need some carbohydrate. Um, we recommend anything that's easy to carry. Make sure that it's uh, going to be sustainable and, and you'll be able to, you know, it'll be it'll hold good shelf life um, because we have what we will be talking about a little bit is about when you should actually turn off your gas. Because a lot of people think, oh, I better hurry up and turn off my gas. Eh, That's not a good thing to do if something happens. We'll talk about that, though. Yeah, I mean, rice requires cooking. Mm -hmm. And so that wouldn't be on my number one list, you know. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you look around the store, especially in terms of um, canned goods, I mean, you get a lot of ideas of things that would last a long time and um, be sustaining. Well, I'm bringing a bag of pellets because I have a Traeger. <laughs> that's and it's got wheels. Well, you know what? See, that's actually a really good thing. I though, know, and my Traeger's coming with me, well, and I'm going to make good. friends when you have a Traeger. Oh, believe me, it'll make everybody make happy. A lot of friends. I'm serious. That's it. I'm very happy with my Traeger. Right, right. Well, see, that's the thing. You know, um, when disaster strikes, don't automatically turn off your gas line. Why? Because of the fact that. If your house is okay, if you don't hear it leaking, if you don't see the gas, or if you don't smell the gas, then don't shut it off, okay? Unless there's a fire next door, then obviously, you know, I would shut it off. But if you shut it off and you're actually okay, there's nothing wrong with your home and, and your gas line, you shut it off, you're going to have to wait till, till, till the gas company comes and turns it back on, okay? So you could be out of gas for... Two, three weeks, four weeks, depending on the, how large the disaster is, because it's out of safety and safety reasons, because of there might be other, you know, gas lines, you don't shut it off. Or standing pilots on, on some of your older appliances. Right, which and that causes a very serious issue. I, I can vouch for the fact that if a gas line is damaged, you hear a high-pitched noise, mm-hmm. you smell you rotten smell, eggs. And you see it. And, and you see says, it. Why do you yeah. see it? I'm like... There's there the air waves and exactly. changes, so you'll know when you've got to turn it exactly. off. Exactly. So I have a question mm-hmm. in terms of storing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like storing things in your house may not be the best solution. I mean, how about like um, airtight trash cans outside? Yeah. Could you speak about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you should have a kit, a go kit in your house, where you work, and in your vehicle. Okay, those are the three things, and everybody says, "Well, that's too much." Well, in reality, you know, you never know. Just La Conchita. I have one of our team members was stuck in there, in between the mud, 
you know, and it couldn't go north or south. And luckily he had toilet paper because everybody was buying a sheet of a little thing of toilet paper from him. I don't know how much you're selling him, but hey, that's his, <laughs> that's his business, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it, there's a lot of things that can happen in in, in every in everyday life, but it's always good to have a pack in different locations. Why? Because sometimes you're more at work than you are at home. But yes, make sure that you can carry it. Um, having something outside is excellent. I mean, that's an excellent idea. And then if it has wheels, even better, right? Always make sure that you have enough gas in your car because people forget about that. If the power goes out, you ain't getting gas, okay? So have enough gas in your vehicle. You know, every single time that you go hit, you know, halfways fill it up because there is no backup generators in a lot of the gas stations and the ones that do it's only gonna be for emergency vehicles only so in us as a community it's our responsibility to know the um know the alerts right get registered at awareandprepared.org and you know make sure you get the 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 alerts and, and everything that's going out all the information you can go on to um www.sbc.org that's the new website that we have that you can also get a lot of information new maps and also tips but the city of galita if you go on our city of galita website um we're actually updating you can go into the community emergency response team training um link and i'm going to be uploading the 20 weeks to preparedness guide um and then i also have a one pager and then also power safety power shut off right so you know when they have those uh, emergency in school uh drills drills yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. i remember that when i was in high school mm -hmm. so today that drill would be go underneath the desk not leave the building they're gonna they're gonna go under the desk and they're gonna hold on until the, sh the shaking stops right once the shaking stops and it's all clear right then they're gonna actually evacuate the, the fire locations. drill that's what it was right. it was fire with what back yeah. east we didn't but have it's, like it's, it's gonna be the, yeah. it's gonna be the exact same thing and they have different but they will have different locations depending on the actual right. disaster so Mona, that's, a, that's a good thing that do you brought up fire do you have earthquake that? and um active shooter active shooter drills in schools now at westmont um no i'm thinking of the elementary and, and mm -hmm. secondary right. schools in town right right yeah. westmont they have a whole team that actually practices annually for emergencies um uh, we have team. We have uh, I think a thousand tents that would go up on a field if there were an earthquake. Okay, we yeah. have um, a search and rescue team. We have a team that evaluates the structures if there's a um, an earthquake. We have a communications team. Well, a you were the base satellite. The, uh, when we went through our last with the fire and the flood, correct? Was it Westmont a base or wasn't a base? Um, we were actually. Um, um, uh, a center for the fire department they actually did um, use it for to park a lot of their vehicles nice and send out vehicles from there and helicopters as well um, a place Landed. where they were right. landing and collecting water because right. our children's was not <laughs> yeah because yeah. of the free so how much water a day do you store a uh, gallon per person per day I mean yeah I mean but it also you got to think about it we can say that but how much water do you really drink right you know what I mean because my life that's all my nephew drinks is water mm -hmm. so I would have to have like two and then <laughs> right. you know you know, and, and it's not about three days anymore. Right. We always talk about now, honestly, like about seven days because we don't have enough resources. It's up to us to be responsible for that. I got you. Hey, thank you so much, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony Rodriguez. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Take a break. We'll be back with more after these messages.
back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. So the month of disaster preparedness is September, right? September. Great yep. month, I'm yep. just saying. But preparedness but, should be done every uh, single day. Uh, it is. should be done now. But anybody in September is just, I don't know, I just think those Virgos are just awesome. Don't you think so, Mona? No? Absolutely. You think so, right? No? She's Absolutely. Not Virgos, are the, Virgos are just rock, rock on Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so again, we blessed Dr. Dale Figtree's in the house. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about getting a night's rest before you make your disaster preparedness kit. You need to sleep on it. Well, all so right? you just so, sleep better if you know exactly what to do. Exactly. Right? Sleep soundly. Yeah, actually, it's interesting. Going to a class on that, when I go to sleep, I make sure that um, that I have my flashlight um, in a drawer next to me. I love it, yes. I have, my, I have shoes under my bed, and That's I wear hearing aids, about. so my hearing aids are never on top of things. They're in a case in a drawer, so if I have to get out of the house, I have what I need right there. Good nice so, job, I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sleep. You know, it's, <clears throat> it's tricky. There's a lot of different opinions, but my personal opinion... After reading and studying and working with it for um, many, many years is that, I mean, we know sleep is essential, but basically, you know, we sleep for an hour and a half cycle and it's a complete cycle. And if you wake up after that, have to pee or whatever, I mean, you go back to sleep into another cycle and you're fine. This idea that you should sleep seven or eight hours uninterrupted is for kids. I mean, you know, when you think of ancient um, humans, they were in these camps where there was always somebody up and around in the middle of the night. Their life depended upon it to make sure that they were safe, there weren't animals. So for adults to sleep periods, wake up for a bit, go back to sleep is actually completely normal and you can get a good night's sleep with that in mind. Okay. Thank goodness I wasn't going yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, feel, I but, feel a lot better. Yeah, so yeah. do I. But for, made my day. But for people that have a hard time going to sleep, there are a few things that can help. I mean, one thing is all of the electrical things, the phones and the computers, mm-hmm. have a blue light that actually stimulates the mind and it reduces melatonin. Mm-hmm. And so there are these glasses that are red. There's a thing on my computer that turns the screen kind of an orange thing. And so to either tune out of these things or get these different kind of light could be helpful. Um, The second thing is um, there are some herbs that are just really easily available. One is L-theanine. Another is uh, valerian, which is... Keep oh, valerian, which of course, you know, is close to the word valley, but we're not going to mention that. <laughs> but valerian's a great, uh, a great herb. Um, and um, I think yellow balm, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of times there are formulas, like if you go to the health food store and you see a sleep formula, you see that they have these in them. And they're actually very effective for changing brain waves, slowing down the mind. So I encourage people an hour before they go to sleep to just get one of these bottles of a few different types of herbs and try them. Um, Another thing is um, bananas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bananas have famously been a part of helping people sleep, especially if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep to eat them. Um, 
homeopathics are interesting too because they take something that causes a symptom and they dilute it to such a degree that when you take it, it actually creates the opposite effect. So there's a homeopathic called coffee cruda, right? What does coffee do? It keeps you awake. But in a highly diluted form, it actually can help you sleep. So that's in the health food store. Um, it's great. And um, of course, the obvious things was just to not eat chocolate before bed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one thing about a lot of people think wine and alcohol is great. It helps them sleep. But actually, it's really tricky. It can interfere with good sleep. And it's like it's a liver irritant. I mean, a little bit is not a big problem. But what happens is when you drink alcohol, you hijack the focus of your energy to the liver and to the kidneys to kind of flush it out. And it's not as um, bountiful in other places where it's needed to really bring you into deep restorative um, sleep. So how about all of that? I have a question for Sam. Yeah. How many hours sleep do you get a night, Sam? Um, During baseball season, I try to get more, definitely. So like then I try to get eight to 10. Yeah. But over the summer when I'm playing baseball or when I'm not playing baseball over the summer, I try to get at least six. Yeah, I think the younger you are, the more you need. But I remember when I was Sam's age, mm-hmm. I'd sleep till noon sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's different for different people. But I want to say that six hours generally is a decent amount of time. And that's also in societies where after lunch they honor siestas. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so to take a little nap, if you can get six hours, if you can get seven or eight, that's great. But six hours is not something to think, oh my God, what's wrong? You know, generally for adults, that's really doable. Yeah, I, I kind of targeted seven as my natural circadian that I wake up when I've had seven hours sleep. And so I've decided that's my And that's great if that rhythm. works for you. And, you know, but I'm just saying that people that don't go into a panic and think, you know, I need to take drugs. And the truth of the matter is no. that I haven't seen one pharmaceutical that doesn't um, create really truly healthy sleep without a cost so one needs to try to find other ways to do it either without side effect you mean the cost being a side effect yeah yeah the cost means some kind of um, side effect yeah yeah and also not really um, restorative sleep as powerfully as if it were natural yeah, but not to defend the pharmaceutical company. They do have uh, uh, drugs that will take care of those side effects. <laughs> You're absolutely right. The only downside is that then you have to take more for yeah. the side effects to the chemicals that you're taking for the side effects to the other Resolve others. the side effects. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I want to also honor, honor the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, thank God they're there. I mean, sure. drugs have saved my life. I mean, there are times when sleep is beyond just yeah. I'm not getting enough. I mean, it's a real problem. And I mean, when somebody's in a lot of pain and I mean I'm grateful for those pharmaceuticals to use them correctly but generally on an ongoing basis to find a a healthier way is healthier one other area as far as sleep is concerned I want to ask you to to talk about it and that is when you're not well when you're suffering through an illness how important sleep is and maybe even preventative what, what what level of preventative sleep is to not getting ill yeah, like yeah. the flu or a cold or th- but you know you look at an animal when an animal is not well they crawl in a corner and just leave me alone they don't even <laughs> eat right so naturally when we have a flu or a cold i mean the body just wants to rest and you just listen to the body the body will tell you what to do you don't fight it there's so many people that say i don't feel well i'm going to do a lot of exercise because i know that i get energized and they're completely avoiding the message the body's giving and so um sleep is 
is crucial. And I think that it's healing and to let the energy be used as the body chooses to, rather than to waste it on other things. If somebody's in a crisis situation, is to me the wise way. Would you ever say there's a thing is too much sleep you could get? Or not? You know, when somebody, when I have a client and they're, re- they're sleeping like 12 hours a day, I appreciate the fact that there's something that needs that but I look into it because something's off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's unusual. Um, there are reasons that people need that much sleep, and usually because there's a problem in the mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Depression. Mm. Somebody's de- depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. it could be there. Hey, well, nobody's going to be depressed to take a break right now, okay? Because we had a nice little... Yeah. Sleep update. I, mean, I am so excited right now. I could stop Googling. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Because, you know, He's I get, fine. I am very, I feel wonderful now. Who needs sleep? It was great. A little bit. I'm not, because uh, I get broken sleep. I don't you know, know why. I get broken sleep. really great. What I do is when I wake up in the middle of the night, um, I find, first of all, that I feel great. It's interesting. I mean, it's like all is well it's a strength they call it the witching hour or whatever and again in tribes this is the time men would get up and they'd sit around a fire i mean it was very and women you know very special time i get up i light a candle which now is a little switch rather than a you know um and i just do really slow yoga exercises and um just sit quietly with breathing and then i just slip back into a delicious sleep and it's a beautiful time to get that kind of um stretching as soon as you said delicious i'd be walking into the pantry (laughs) (laughs) what i'm just saying that's okay too all right let's see if we have some foodie commercials all right something's good organic don't forget them we love them let's take a break we'll be back with more after these messages We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed an amazing, wonderful show. Let's just do some uh, cleanup here. We've got a couple of uh, events that I want to share, and I'm going to let Anthony, you could share it. Here we go. Oh, so we have an event uh, which is actually really really cool. It's at it's called Upcycle an Art Day. We're at, we're having at the Galita Valley Community Center. Our next one is going to be August eighth. And last Thursday, uh, we had about fifty five people show up, and it's for for kids and their parents, right. so they can do these things together. And um, you know, it, it's it's been amazing. It's been really good stuff, and it's going to be right by our new uh, mural um, outside, and it's from nine to twelve. And um, I would like to invite everybody to come on down and check it out. And we also have some pretty cool stuff going on on the inside with uh, new artist um, pictures and stuff like that. So um, that's that's really uh, a neat thing that we have coming up. Yeah, free art. Free. And it, uh, the relationship is uh, partnering with Art From Scrap. Mm-hmm. And uh, a shout out if he gets called upon, Pat Thomas, because I kind of threw his name out there. Because <laughs> drywall is a great... Uh, surface and mud and I've been having a ball with it so drywall and mud I think these kids and I'm when I was talking to uh, Charlie is it? Charlie yeah Charlie, Charlie yeah. love that idea so um, I want to thank put your hands together from art from scrap because it's not you know you pay four or five hundred dollars for these art workshops mm-hmm. and if you know if you don't have any money Old Town Galita is getting it done 
And I really appreciate you guys for and Joe and whoever. Yeah, no, it was really good. And the wall is beautiful. If you haven't been down there, yeah, check it out. Check it it's out. nice. It's nice. Anthony, is that the old Glitter Union School? That is correct. Yeah. 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 So we're do, we're trying to do so much there for the community and trying to bring a lot of a lot of other um, different ideas because you know it's a community center right. and that's what we want. You yeah. know, So we really um, would appreciate any support, um, any ideas. We're gonna have all kinds of new stuff coming up. Dia de los Muertos. We're gonna have an event. We're gonna have music, art. Uh, hopefully a parade maybe some other little ideas I don't want to put too much out there yet because we're, we're kind of getting it down but um, we definitely would like you know people to come down and then actually that's our host for the community emergency response team trainings we always have we host them there nice. and it's all free and we've yeah. got your walk coming up. Or yes, we have the Out of the Darkness uh, Community Walk, which is, will be September 8th at Ledbetter Beach. And it's our 10th anniversary nice. uh, for our suicide walk. So um, you can register online at um, outofthedarkness.org, Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, come in and, and be with people that, that definitely will need your support. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's our 10-year anniversary, so I'm very honored to, to continue with this. Beautiful. So well, we're, we got you back on that. I love it. That's I know. I like. We love you. <laughs> we love everybody. And if you guys want to check out more camps, uh, Westmont's got camps. Mm -hmm. they got the 805s going on right now for baseball, and they got camps running all summer. So, uh, Braille, last thing is we July have... July 27th. And then after yeah, we check have the their free, website yeah. and RSVP. Then we have the free barbecue, and then and then we're going to walk and off, Ed. and then we're grooving in the grove. We're going to the... Yeah. Then we're grooving yeah. in the grove! Go listen to Ernie and the Emperors and have a tri-tip sandwich. That's it. Well, I might be full, cars. because I'm eating free barbecue over there, oh, but I'll true. still donate. We put a little okay, uh, tip box in front of you, grooving in the grove and there singing. Are, there are silent auctions and lots of opportunities to do that. Yeah, I am going to text. Yeah, yes. we love the veterans. Mona, what'd you say? I said support the veterans. We love those veterans! <laughs> How can you not love a veteran? So anyway, Santa Barbara, love yourself today. Be kind. Make somebody happy. See you next week! Come the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best.